Welcome back to another episode of the Bill Barnwell Show. That's me, I'm Bill Barnwell for ESPN. Today, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN joins us to talk about the interesting quarterback transitions that might be about to happen around the NFL. So many veteran quarterbacks who either could be sticking around, could be signing new deals, getting traded, possibly getting cut or retiring. We're going to talk about a bunch of those situations today on the show. First, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to encourage everyone to check out Swaggoo and Perk, an ESPN podcast that we have all been dreaming about here at ESPN for a while now, led by its namesake hosts, Marcus Spears, Swaggoo himself, and Kendrick Perkins. New episodes every Tuesday morning. Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news. Of course, former players in the NBA and in the NFL, as well as a look inside their lives, their career journey, and they'll be can't miss conversations. That's Swaggoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, and it's also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. All right, here's Jeremy Fowler talking about the quarterback transitions happening around the NFL. All right, joining me now, here is promised, on the Bill Barnwell show to talk about a lot of these quarterback situations. I think we saw plenty of teams, especially this week, where there were veteran quarterbacks who were either struggling or you could sort of see their, their career slowing down perhaps in some ways. Uh, a lot of teams with question marks, even with good quarterbacks, even where quarterbacks are not the problem, but teams where there's questions about whether uh, they're going to rebuild, what their situation is like, and joining me to talk about all that, someone who has his finger on the pulse of the league, I feel like, is my colleague, Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy, how are you? Bill, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, Jeremy, because I feel like you really, you know, think about the big picture stuff happening in the NFL. You know, you're covering the entire league. You're seeing sort of, you know, not only what, what, what teams are thinking about themselves, but also what other teams, other people in the league are thinking about other teams within the league. So I think your perspective is really valuable uh, and I'm really, you know, excited to have you on and talk about this topic. Cause I feel like, you know, there are so many teams in the NFL right now where it feels like they're either thinking about making a quarterback change in the long term, going to be forced to make a quarterback change in the long term, or might be considering, uh, you know, heading in a different direction teams that are okay or decent that might think, okay, if we can get a really good quarterback, we could be, a Super Bowl contender. And I want to run through some of maybe the older teams today or teams that have older quarterbacks or injured quarterbacks. Um, so yeah. we're going to avoid like the Daniel Joneses of the world where the Giants might make a change, but uh, you know, obviously a younger quarterback option there. Um, yeah. The guy who I feel like we should start with who comes to mind for me um, is in Seattle with Russell Wilson, where the Seahawks yep. are three and seven. Their cash has to be their worst record at any point during the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll era. Russell Wilson's come back. Uh, they've scored 13 points in two weeks against the Packers and Cardinals, some pretty decent defenses. But I think uh, Russell Wilson himself would tell you he's not playing all that well coming back from his finger injury. Um, Pete Carroll stormed out of his postgame press conference saying, I'm done, and then came back. I mean, this is a, usually a pretty optimistic, you know, uh, competitive team. In terms of what happens next for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, do you get any sense that there's an appetite to make a change there 
that Russell Wilson isn't happy there. Like, you know, not only in terms of what you might have heard, but also just how do you feel this playing out? Like, do you think this is different from what we saw last year when the Seahawks were a good football team? And then we sort of heard about some struggles uh, and, you know, some some back and forth after the season ended. Yeah, well, Bill, I think it's all the above. I mean, there is a ton to unpack with Seattle. They have to be, in my view, the most fascinating team in the league right now for all the layers that you laid out. Um, Russell Wilson going into the offseason was not necessarily unhappy with Pete Carroll. They've always had a good relationship. It's it's just he felt that they weren't uh, maximizing their potential by getting enough pieces to go out and win a Super Bowl. He felt that they were stagnant. Um, that they had kind of hit a wall a little bit. And I think you're seeing that wall. Uh, and, and, and some of that is self-inflicted from Russell, who's not playing well uh, and, and hasn't played this poorly for a long time, if ever. And so, you know, I, Pete Carroll looked a little broken on Sunday. Uh, that, was, that was my thought. You know, um, he's not used to this, as he pointed out. But, I, I, you know, I really think everything's on the table for this team. Um, they're not it, – it's a proud franchise that's not looking to um, – to rebuild. And I, I still think the schedule's fairly soft on the back end. I, I would not be mm-hmm. surprised if they make a mini run at the playoffs. I don't expect them to make the playoffs at this point, you know, uh, but if they went five and two, it wouldn't shock me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's optimistic. I just, I, I went into the season thinking they were one of the stronger rosters, went 12 and four last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some good pieces in place, but there, there there's so much, uh, going on with, with the defense and how, you know, like guys like Jamal Adams aren't maybe aren't playing in their normal spot because they're trying to cover for, you know, poor cornerback play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, they finally feel like they settled down on defense and then the offense is doing nothing. Um, so it's just a team that can't get on the same page. Uh, you know, with Russell Wilson, this is a guy who laid out four teams. He would have been traded to in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very public thing. Uh, if things continue to go downhill here where they're not in contention, not fighting for a playoff spot, um, it wouldn't shock me to see him expand that list because mm-hmm. things have changed. Dallas was on his list. Dallas obviously isn't somewhere Russ would go. Uh, you know, New Orleans, maybe Chicago, maybe, uh, but probably not with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Vegas was the other team. Maybe that's a possibility, but you know, Derek Carr's pretty entrenched there. So mm-hmm. You know, Denver just locked up some receivers that are pretty good. They got a good defense. Like, maybe that's a team he expands his list on. You know, like, I just – I think it's going to get a lot more interesting um, in the coming months, you know, looking at February, March, that range. Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, this is a team that you have to figure. You know, like you said, the record, history of success. They trade for Jamal Adams. I don't know if they're all in necessarily, but they're close to all in. It felt like this is a year where they said, okay – you know, every year we have in this Russ window, we can win yeah. a Super Bowl. And, you know, you could poke holes in them in years past. Like every game they played was crazy. Their, their underlying numbers didn't always support their record, but they're always yeah. good. You know, it was always right. like, hey, you know, we're going to get to the postseason. We're going to have a shot. And, I mean, this is, this is the sort of cold splash of water in the face for the, this organization. And I think, you know, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens. I mean you have to figure if Russell Wilson wasn't happy last year, nothing's going to have changed to make him happy this year. Um, you know, but, but then I, I have to wonder, they do have a lot of cap space next year. So they have some money yeah. to work with. Um, they could say, okay, listen, that was a year where everything went wrong. We're going to fix things up. Maybe we make some coordinator changes. Maybe we change some of our ideas around 
and we we get you know we spend that sixty million or so. We bring in pieces in the secondary. Maybe that makes Jamal Adams better. Maybe it makes Bobby Wagner better. Maybe it makes the guys you know in the front four better. And we improve the offensive line a bit. We get a left tackle uh, with Julian Brown probably leaving, and that fixes yeah. things. And and that's not out of the question to me. You know, I, right. I, I feel like right. I feel like if if Russ comes to them in February and says, "Hey, I want to be here," that's what they're going to do, and they're going to be fine. But I think if Russ comes back in February and says, "No, I want to leave," and and I'm even firmer about it this year than I was a year ago, and, and like you said, I'm expanding my list of teams. And this is a very tricky situation for this organization because not only is Russell Wilson in his 30s, but Pete Carroll is 70, Bobby Wagner's 31. Like it feels like like anything is on the table here from you know, let's yes. run it back and let's add a bunch of pieces to the end of this entire era in the Pacific right. Northwest. Right. And, and I think right. And I think Seattle will be measured looking at it and they would look at both sides of it. One side is um, you know, has Russell sort of outgrown the role there in Seattle where, you know, this is a guy who's looked at big picture and, you know, his legacy and, you know, maybe owning a team one day, like he hasn't hid from those kind of themes. I think that's why his list of potential trade partners were big markets. Um, So, you know, Seattle might look at that and say, okay, well, maybe it's time uh, to move on where they can get somebody in there. Who's um, I I think there are a lot of quarterbacks they think would be good in like a play action system that they could run that Mm -hmm. would be a lot cheaper. Um, not that they want that option. I'm just saying, I, I think they would look at those kind of things, whether it's, you know, like, uh, a good Sam Darnold, for instance, maybe not this Sam Darnold we mm-hmm. saw this year or last year, but like that kind of concept, right. A young guy in a rookie deal that has some ability and upside. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I don't, they also know what they have, so they're not going to be desperate to move on. Um, I I'm looking at the schedule though, Bill, like, you got Washington, you got Houston, you got Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, you got San Fran, the Rams who look shaky of late, and the Lions. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. I'm not totally out on Seattle at this point, despite how ugly it's been. Uh, even a couple weeks ago, two teams I looked at that were struggling that had a chance to make the playoffs were Seattle and Indianapolis. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Indy looks a lot stronger, but I still see some pieces with Seattle. And, you know, they added some nice pieces in the offseason that just haven't really worked yet, whether it's Gerald Everett or, uh, you know, some pieces uh, alongside the line. Um, maybe it'll all come together for them. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that even if they don't make the playoffs, they can have a, you know, a, a solid stretch to the end of the year. And that kind of it might give people some hope for 2022, you know, might sort of make them feel like, hey, you know, even though we yeah. did have a off year, it was more about the Russell injury than anything right. else. And if we could just get Russell healthy and he's been healthy every other year of his career, we're going to be fine. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, a, a team that... I think is, you know, this has been a ticking time bomb for them for several years. It's the team we used to cover in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, where, of course, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the last couple of years, really, if I'm remembering correctly, has been thinking about retirement. Um, everything yeah. from the way the Steelers structured his new deal or his, his quote-unquote extension, yep. which is really just a, a pay cut, um, to his age, to his play, yeah. makes you think that this is going to be the end. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is not playing bad football right now. Last five games... Um, he's averaging 245 yards per game, nine touchdowns, zero picks, um, limited, not, not the guy he was 10 years ago. And I think that's, that's not me, uh, telling tales out of school by saying that, but you know, he, he's helping them. He's certainly been better than what the alternatives would have been. Mason Rudolph, um, you know, did struggle in the tie to the Detroit lions. So Jeremy, when it comes to the Steelers future, I mean, they've known 
this is coming for a while. Do you think they're any more prepared now than they were two or three years ago? Well, I, th I think they're embracing that reality now more than mm -hmm. they would have two to three years ago. I think they're certainly more open to their options. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're done with Ben after this year, especially if he continues really? this play. Um, it, I think it's possible too likely, but I'm not going to take it off the table. Um, because they, they've looked a lot better on offense, you know they've. Uh, yeah. um, it's Ben is what he is at this point. He, he's mostly immobile. Um, you're not going to see the same movement out of the pocket throwing on the run. But uh, you know, like watching that game the other night, he was kind of going toe to toe with Justin Herbert for at least 50 yeah. minutes of it. Um, you know, the offensive line looks better. Uh, it's still a little inexperienced and shaky at times, but I don't know. I just it's going to depend on their options. You're only as good as your options. And um, if there are whispers that Mike Tomlin would prefer a veteran quarterback, that he wouldn't really want to go the draft route, it's considered a mostly weak draft at that position, anyways. Um, you know, they I know you know general manager Kevin Colbert was very high on Mason Rudolph upon drafting and developing him. Uh, it's it, it most people would think that he's not the, the long term solution there, and and you know Dwayne Haskins truly is developmental. I know there's a little hyperventilating about him in the preseason. Uh, hey, look, we have an option, and, and maybe they do, but it's he's still um, just somebody that they're kind of bringing along as uh, a, you know a bit of a long shot. Maybe he turns into something, but um, with all the veterans that are going to be out there, uh, I certainly think that the Steelers will look at those, weigh them against Ben Roethlisberger and what he could provide, uh, and then if they there's just there's a comfort level with with Roethlisberger where he obviously wants to finish his career there. He might retire if he doesn't. Um, he wouldn't command big money at all. Maybe they say, Hey, look, we can get him on the cheap, uh, mm -hmm. keep a low cap hit and, and just go about our business and, and keep trying to build with pieces in the draft and, and maybe add some free agency pieces. I, that would not really shock me if they did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, certainly on, on his play, if he wants to come back, I think he would be the best option for the Steelers and the Steelers would be the best option for Ben Roethlisberger. And, and I wonder, you know, I, I look at what, happened with the Patriots over the past couple of years where they were a team that obviously had a veteran quarterback in Tom Brady and Tom Brady left. I know breaking news. Anyone listening to this podcast, Tom Brady is no longer on the Patriots, um, but they were in rough cap shape. Uh, they were sort yep. of, you know, trying to stretch a bit to get Tom Brady's last year uh, to be a Super Bowl win. They didn't, they fell short. Brady leaves they sort of have to eat their vegetables a little bit when it comes to the cap. And, and I know we all think about the ideal transition being the, you know, the, the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. The, we have the guy, he steps in the moment this guy leaves. But with the Patriots, you know, they have Cam uh, as that one-year stopgap. It's a, a difficult season. A lot of guys opt out because of COVID. They couldn't have anticipated yeah. that. It wasn't in their long-term yeah. planning. But they do lose some guys in free agency, some guys to retirement. And it's a difficult year. Not a great year by any means, but they... They sort of write the ship. They clear out the books a bit. Um, they have cap space. They have a, a higher draft pick than they're used to. And they draft yeah. Mac Jones. And, and Mac Jones yeah. has been very solid for them. Um, and now it looks like, you know, even if Mac Jones is not going to be Patrick Mahomes from day one, which is fine, like they're a winning football team. They have a good yeah. formula. They, they spend a lot around him. And I wonder if, you know, as much as we think about the, oh, they have to have the guy ready, I wonder if this is a team where, hey, they do go out and get that, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone next year on that one-year deal. They write the ship. They clear out some of their, their their difficult cap situations. And they have. They sort of eat their vegetables, have a rough year, 
And then they go into 2023 thinking, okay, now we can spend money if we need to, not, not, not always going to spend a ton of money, but maybe we can spend money on places to supplement the guys we have. Now we can have that sort of higher draft pick. We can go out and get that young quarterback in a better draft class, and, and we might be a better organization for the next 10 years, even if 2022 is a more difficult season. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there is no competition. And right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a Jets Pizza location near you. Again, try Jets Signature 8-Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Right. You're talking about the Steelers following that formula? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think, yeah, that would be fascinating to see Ryan Fitzpatrick in a Steelers uniform. He's been in every other one. He's been every other one, yeah. How many has he hit? At least, at least nine. It feels like, right? Um, I'll, I'll count. I'll count it while you answer the question. Do, 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 <laughs> so, do you think? Do, do you think more teams are going to look at what the Patriots did with Mac Jones? Like, okay, you know, even if we have, like, especially for teams that have a sort of, you know, a, a more secure coach like a Mike Tomlin, they might sit there and say, "Hey, we're willing to do that one sort of frustrating year to to have a better next five or six years after that." Yeah, well, yes, I, I do think the Eagles model is interesting because that that's sort of what they were doing only with a draft pick um, thinking, well, okay, we're, we're in a mini rebuild, but we actually think we might be decent. Let's kind of mm-hmm. see how it goes and play both sides. Um, I think that's a model that some might sort of follow, you know, you can do both um, and then still try to win some games. And Jalen hurts has at least lately been better than even anticipated better than they thought. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, do you get, do you give the keys to a, a sort of developmental quarterback and see if he surprises you? as opposed to if it's Patrick, who's probably going to get hurt again, you know, um, like that, that's sort of the calculation you make. And uh, yeah, you're the Patriots theory is certainly a good one. Uh, the difficult part is knowing how you're going to fall that next year, what your position is going to be, where a guy like Mac Jones in, in 2023, there's a duplicate where he might fall like, like new England. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the sense that they uh, were looking at the 2021 draft thinking, okay, well, we'll be in that 15 range and Mac Jones will fall to us. You know, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. Like they, they sort of, uh, got a little lucky in a way, you know, and sure. then they, um, but they, ha- you know, like they, they knew regardless whether it was Cam or Mac Jones, like let's load up right now uh, in free agency, knowing that we might be getting a slight discount because of the COVID restrictions mm-hmm. on the salary cap that brought it down about 8%. Uh, let's spend money that will look smart and frugal in a couple of years. Um, and then whoever a quarterback is, we surround them with talent, uh, a good coordinator in Josh McDaniels, and we at least have a plan. And, you know, whether Max Jones can long-term, like, drive the ball downfield and, and play the vertical game, we don't know that yet. But he hasn't had to do that. Um, so, at least in the short term, it, it makes a lot of sense uh, for that plan. So, I think, you know, it, there could be, like, a hybrid model of what the Eagles did and the Patriots did. It's all in, like, a team's threshold for, for patience. Um, and, uh, you know, whether they're, they're open to transitioning for a year, so to speak. And I think you, think you see a lot of teams kind of try to do both and, and play – life in the middle for a year mm-hmm. yeah uh absolutely you mentioned or i guess i mentioned Fitzpatrick. so well, let's talk about washington a team that we've seen win two straight um taylor heineke younger player but still 
Cowboys. Yeah. Tyler Heineke is, by the way, you are 100% correct, Brian Fitzpatrick is uh, nine teams now. So nine teams. 10. <laughs> Tyler Heineke's 28, turns 29 next year. And, and we've seen him play, you know, inconsistent football, but last two weeks, certainly very good for Taylor Heineke. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a free agent, I believe, after this season. Ryan Rivera um, trying to get this defense turned around. Obviously, a disappointing year for the defense, but a team that might feel like if they go on a run in the second half of the year, like, hey, if we can just get that quarterback situation yeah. resolved, we have pieces on offense. We have, uh, you know, we have a, a very talented young front four. We can win football games with that core. I mean, do you see them as, as a team that, you know, might be in play to make a big trade up for a quarterback, sort of like they did with Robert Griffin? Are they a team that might go for one of the veteran options if they can? Yeah. Like, like how do you see their quarterback situation shaking out? Or is Taylor Heineke, you think, going to be their guy? Right. Well, they'll certainly um, exhaust those options for a key guy who might be out there. They did that with Matthew Stafford, but they were pretty conservative. I, I never got the sense that they were willing to over-pursue. Like, like Carolina was all in, right? Like, like you could see and yeah. you hear rumblings that they were going to be ultra-aggressive. I didn't get that sense from Washington a year ago. I think they're just more measured in their front office between Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and, and, and kind of what they got going. So um, – I'm looking at Taylor Heineke here. I mean, he's due a base salary next year of $1.5 million. Um, he knocks off the bucks. Like he ha- like he has these moments where he looks very much like a backup. And then he has these moments where he looks brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's part of the charm. And I, I, I'm not saying he's the starter next year, but like he gives you something. Um, oh, the for guys sure. like play- the, the players like playing for him. They seem to respond to him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's something there where they just draft a guy, you know, um, get a quarterback. Maybe you do it in day two, maybe you do it day one and then just see where it goes. Um, yeah, they're, they're fascinating to me because they, they, they've underachieved. We thought the defense is going to be so good and it was, it kind of started mm-hmm. so slowly. Um, you know, but now they're showing you a little something, but I, I just, I keep, I keep seeing Taylor Heineke. When I look around, I look at the TV or whatever, and he's making another play. Um, so he's not the long, long-term answer, but 2022, I don't know. I mean, I probably like it better as an option than, than a Ryan Fitzpatrick or like a, a true stopgap. You got Jameis Winston mm-hmm. out there. I mean, I think, I think Jameis got a decent market. He'll be ready for next year. Um, he's playing pretty well with Sean Payton. Maybe they bring him back in New Orleans, another team mm-hmm. kind of stuck in the middle right now. Um, you know, so he kind of reinvented himself a little bit this year. Maybe, maybe Washington looks at like an Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston just to, uh, to mix it up, they go to the next, uh, the next stop gap. You just, you, you go, you go to, you know, line B, uh, number B and number C on the ticket down the line. <laughs> it feels that way. I mean, you mentioned the Saints. I think they're another team we could talk about because of course yeah. they're still competitive this year. They have a great defense. And since Jameis Winston's got hurt, uh, they beat the Bucks, but they lost three straight, uh, losing to the Falcons, losing to Tennessee, and then really getting blown out by the Eagles. You know, the last two games pretty close. Uh, Trevor Simeon, you know, doing his best, but this, the last game felt like the, that was a blowout. And of course the Saints then respond by uh, re-signing Taysom Hill, uh, part accounting, part keeping him around for another year. But I mean, a guy who they, you know, they, if there was ever a time that Taysom Hill was going to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, it would be right now. And the Saints (laughs) have not committed to him as their long-term quarterback. And now, Three of their next four games, Bills, Cowboys, Buccaneers, getting Oof. tough for them. Um, the Jets are the other one, so that helps. It evens out a little bit. But 
you know, I, I, I guess I wonder, like, Sean Payton, such a good coach, a team that has so many veterans on their roster. Do you think they try to run it back with Jameis, or do you think they reach for something higher next year? Well, you know, I asked around. I, I do think running it back with Jameis is a possibility. I haven't committed to it. Um, I know they're, they're going to be open to it. Like, there will at least be a discussion. Um, you know, the thing is, though, if I'm Russell – or if I'm to a, uh, another extent, Deshaun Watson, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the Saints and I'm saying, as long as they can get some receiver help, that's a place I want to go. I want to work with Sean Payton because he's going to maximize you, you as a quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Taysom Hill question is, it's fascinating, right? I mean, how many contracts is this? And uh, he, I think he'll see, at least see an enhanced role the next few weeks. He's had some injuries, but he was in catch protocol sure. and then he had a foot, foot deal. So, I think at the very least they'll work him in, maybe have him and Trevor Simeon be uh, more counterparts coming up. And, uh, but it's, it's pretty clear that Taysom Hill's not going to be the long-term quarterback. I mean, I, I, you know, he got beat out. Like, I just don't see that unless I'm, you know, unless there's some sort of upset, but mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. like I'm not taking a big fish off the table for them, uh, whether it's Deshaun or, or Russell Wilson type. I just, I could see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the, the capital, the draft capital or the cap space offhand, but they usually don't. Um, but maybe they can make it happen somehow. But I, I do think Jameis is in play for them for sure. In fact, I'm pretty confident that they'll at least look into it, talk about it, and see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Still makes sense for them in a lot of ways. And Jameis was playing good football generally before uh, before tearing his ACL. Um, yeah, with no receiver help. I mean, like they, they have nobody yes. to throw to. Yes, like it's got to be brutal receivers. I like some of those guys, like a Traquan Smith or uh, uh, Callaway. You know, like some of those guys I like, but it's like, man, they've got to be. You know. Somewhere, somewhere in the twenty-nine to thirty-two range among quarter among a wide receiver uh, duos. Yeah, you don't want those guys to be your number one receiver. Like, right. I mean, I guess Alvin Kamara is a number one receiver, but even now, Alvin Kamara is hurt. Um, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We could talk about every team in the NFC North, I think, one way or another. Let's talk about two of them, though. Um, Let's start with the Vikings, a a team that, of course, looked to be in turmoil earlier this year, and then they win uh, they win a couple games. They're not one, two straight beating the chargers. And then that dramatic last second win over the Packers, um, yep. Kirk Cousins cap it next year is like 45 million. It's crazy. Uh, what do you think happens with this team next year? How much of what happens next year? Do you think depends on their seven game stretch to end this season? Ooh, I mean, I, you know, I, part of me wants to say they're going to blow it all up, but I mean, they keep, they always hang around and Mike Zimmer finds ways to win games. He does like it, it's, he wears out players, right? He's fatiguing. Um, and you know, he it's the, here they are. And you even hear whispers yep. that this year he's been pushing Kirk cousins. Hey, be more aggressive, go downfield with the ball, even though it looks like sometimes they don't do that and they just run the ball and they shouldn't, but like he's been looser than ever from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get Kirk cousins to really even like just yell at people, like see that <laughs> dude in the locker room that like people have to respond to. 
Um, and even though, you know, he gets into his shell and has some weird games where he's conservative or can't get it done, like, you know, he shows up like he did the other day. Like, he's kind of, you know, he's had some big moments where the Vikings feel like Kirk Cousins is going to win this game for us late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a growing sense of that. So, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's purely life in the middle. Um, I could really see this going either way. If, if Kirk Cousins was available, he would definitely have a market. Um, but he's got a $45 million cap hit next year in the final year of his deal. Um, so it, it's a sunk cost if they move on from him because the, the dead cap hit is is $45 million as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, they can do it and they can start new. Um, but I just I don't know what other option they would have. That's the problem. I just don't. There's not a clear cut option. they got Kellen Mond, uh, who's clearly a project. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so maybe they just like play it out one more year with Kirk. But that, that $45 million makes it really cost prohibitive to do anything. Um, with the roster to improve it so that's an issue too so they're they're in a weird spot i think they're going to move on from some veterans and continue to try to get younger on defense um but the, you know with that nucleus of adam thielen dalvin cook justin jefferson like you're always in every game with those three so mm-hmm. um do they risk going to a young quarterback for that i don't know yeah and i mean you know i, I think it's out of the question that for cap reasons if they do think kirk is their guy they extend him again so I mean, everything seems on the table for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Um, Green Bay Packers, of course, this is the most discussed transition in football. Um, Has anything happened this year that would change, you think, uh, the plans that seem to be in place for next offseason? I'm sorry, this is for which team? For the Packers, excuse me. Sorry, Packers, yep. So, I mean, that that one's tough because it's, still feels like a divorce is inevitable. Um, there's right. been nothing to change that. I, I do think there are signs that Aaron Rodgers and the front office have had good discussions, like they're in a decent mm-hmm. place. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is in a good place with his teammates too. Like I, 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 there was a sort of surge of energy level when he returned. Um, and like here they are in the mix while missing like a ton of pro bowlers, mostly on defense. Um, so somehow they're all making this work. You know, it's it still feels like the last dance that that Aaron Rodgers and both Devontae Adams teased. I think they go yes. out together, um, and I think Denver's got to be at least strongly considering him, mm-hmm. uh, and see what happens here. You know, like that—that's the spot I've I've thought he would end up for a while now. Um, you know, Denver really never went the Deshaun Watson route strongly. I think because you know, with the implications of that. Uh, off the field, mm-hmm. it's an ownership level sure, decision. I just, I just don't know how far they wanted to go on that. So, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. would be the logical play. I don't think they have a strong uh, reputation there, where I think they could handle the uh, the personality, um, mm-hmm. which is not easy. You know, it, it's he's a unique personality. I think we all know that at this point. And uh, so, I still think they move on and go with Jordan Love, um, especially if they win a Super Bowl. It, it makes it convenient. Uh, to just say, hey, we did it, guys. All right, let, let's all shake hands and hug it out and move our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan Love's uh, start earlier this year, some ugly performances seemed to improve as the game went along. Um, I, I don't think he did anything to make you think, oh, we have to get Aaron Rodgers out the first chance we get. I don't think he did anything to make you think, oh, you know, he's hopeless and we have to keep Aaron Rodgers right. for as long as possible. So I, I can't imagine the off the organizational plan here has changed all that much. Let me finish up here 
uh, with another NFC quarterback. I feel like all these guys except for Ben are in the NFC. Yeah. Um, let, let's go to Atlanta. Matt Ryan, I think playing yeah. well for the Falcons generally. I mean, last week yeah. the Patriots was sort of ugly and last two weeks really have not been very impressive for the Falcons with seven turnovers. But, I mean, a team that is just, they feel broken. Like they're last in DVA. They're worse than the Jets, the Texans there. I mean, they're just, you know, they have flaws on, on yeah. all parts of their roster. They are in rough cap shape. You know, it feels like they are a team that just does not have enough to make a serious path towards even making the playoffs, let alone right. the Super Bowl. And then you have Matt Ryan with a big cap hit for next year, but no real, you know, uh, succession plan if you do move on from Matt Ryan. So what do you think the Falcons do? Oof. Well, I don't think it's a slam dunk. They move on from him. I don't think he's their biggest problem right now. They're just, they're of course not their issue. Their issue is just overall depth and talent and, you know, like mm-hmm. Calvin really being out. And, uh, this is probably, they're, they're a little better than I thought. Like, what are they four and six? I thought they were two and seven, two and eight roster to be real honest. I'd like, I know they had some offensive weapons, but they're just not good. Um, and the line needs a lot of help and they, yeah, they were, they knew they were taking over a pretty major rebuild. So I, I, in a lot of ways, I think they've overachieved. And so I don't think that changes what their plan is. Their plan is just to kind of strip it all down and rebuild. But um, I, I just, I don't know what option they would have a quarterback. That's the problem. I, I just, you know, you got like Josh Rosen there. Do you try him? Probably not. Um, no. So, I mean, they're, you know, it's, I think Arthur Smith w- with his uh, offensive acumen, getting a, a young quarterback that he can mold, I think is attractive to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a chance to do it this draft and didn't. So um, they've been hard to figure out. Uh, but, you know, Matt Ryan's got the easy out in his contract. They can save money by moving on 2022 with hardly any penalty. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, 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 but it's, I can really see it going either way because he's only 36. He's still a fairly young guy. I know he's a little bit immobile, but um, if he has pieces around him, he can get it done. He's looked pretty darn good at times this year. So I, I, I do not think it's the same thing they move on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's the problem, to be clear. I don't think he's the problem at all. It's sort of like Derek Carr in, in, Las Vegas, where it's like he's good, but are the pieces around him good enough to win with? And then if they're not, well, what do you do to get those pieces to be better? You know, and I think for the Falcons, unlike the Raiders, there's the big cap concerns. You know, there there's just so many bad draft picks over the past few years. They've really whiffed on a lot yeah. of picks. And you know, Cal Pitts looks great. And that's really promising. AJ Terrell, their first rounder last year, looks like he's going to be a really yeah. good cornerback and he's playing very well. But I mean. You know, I, I do think they're going to have to be, um, you know, the, the, even if you don't change Ryan, I think you have to find something to change the formula there. Because like you said, I mean, they're overachieving. You know, they're by, by point differential, yeah. they're a 2.4 win team. They're right in line with what you expected. They've yeah. just had, they, I, think, I think they've had, they won four games. They beat the Jets in the other three games. Young Way Koo hit a last second field goal to beat the Giants, yeah. to yeah. beat the Dolphins and beat the Saints, who are a good team. Um, you know, there's just... They, they've been hanging on for dear life in their victories and getting usually beat pretty comfortably in their losses. So, um, you know, a team that I feel like just in such a rough place and yeah. we'll see. I it, mean, yeah. It's well, with all these teams, like with, we're talking about Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Vikings, Falcons, like life in the middle. It's fascinating to me, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, you're sort of stuck, 
Um, but if you if you take the quarterback out of it and you, and you don't have like a viable draft option, right? Like even the Jets with Zach Wilson really struggling, like you knew, okay, this guy's got a lot of talent, number two pick, like this makes sense. But if you're picking like tenth in a bad quarterback draft, it just complicates it, you know, like because it, it's self preservation for these GMs and coaches, you know, regardless of how much time you think you have to rebuild. Mm-hmm. If you're two and ten, and you literally can't get a first down. Um, then you, you know, you feel like your job's on the line. So I, I just, I don't know, like some of these teams, I could just see them standing pat a little bit for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you hopping on today. If people want to check out your work at ESPN, where can they do that? They can go to ESPN plus. What is it? One tap, uh, one app, one tap, I think is what they say. Yes. Um, that's the story. <laughs> as I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they can go to ESPN plus NFL coverage, you know, they can check me out there. Um, yeah, keep checking out Bill's uh, awesome work. Love your stuff every week, man. So uh, it's been been a fun season so far, for sure. It's been wild. It feels like every week something crazy happens, and uh, this you know every every week feels like oh, this is the week where things are going to get normal, and the teams we expect to win are going to win, and then the Bills get blown out by twenty six points, and the you know it, the Packers yeah. lose to the Vikings. Uh, the, the, the Bills are worth their own strange. podcast right now. I feel like like yes, whatever's happening there. It feels like we've had these stretches all year where like a, a top team will certainly struggle and like, okay, well, they're broken. And then like, look at the Chiefs. They, they've turned around and fixed things. I think the Bills are going right. to eventually fix things. Maybe Tennessee will be the next team in that bunch if they lose again in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. It's just a weird season, but it's been fun. But yeah, Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much to my friend, my colleague, Jeremy Fowler. does excellent work for us on ESPN writing and also course on the tv side as well um great insight into what's happening around the league i think a lot of really weird situations right now at quarterback a lot of things seems like to go in drastically different directions based on what we see over the second half of this season so hope you guys enjoyed it hope you guys have a good holiday thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week with more nfl coverage